Dear Authors is a plot twist conversation with published authors, service providers, and publishing professionals, all discussing the ins and outs of book writing and book publishing. Hello, hello, good people, and welcome to the very first episode of Dear Authors. My name is Janae Brown, and I am the founder and the senior publisher of Open Book Publishing. And here at Open Book Publishing, we help storytellers repurpose their professional experience and their personal experience into page-turning published books. And so we kicked off this episode, or kicked off this series, rather, because we realized that authors who are aspiring authors or authors who are already published still need support. They still need to know the ins and outs of the publishing experience and the publishing industry. So what we are doing here on Dear Publishers are we are having conversations that are necessary with published authors, with service professionals, and with also with publishing professionals. So this episode in particular is about developing your voice. And I'm super, super excited to have this conversation with two ladies that are like near and dear to my heart. They're really like my sisters, not just my industry peers. And so we have Shatara Oliver, and we also have Keisha Mason Campbell, who are both published authors and really specialize in maintaining boundaries, here to help you ladies and you authors develop your voice. So welcome, ladies. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. I'm doing well. Just excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Absolutely. I couldn't think of nobody else to kick it off with. So first, let's start with introductions. I know y'all, the world knows y'all, but just in case there's somebody under a rock, Shatara, Keisha, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Who going first? Rock, paper, scissors, shit. She set me up, y'all. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Shatara Oliver. I'm also known as the boss of Boundaries. I am a relationship and boundaries coach. I am also a trainer. I specialize in teaching young adult women how to set boundaries so that they can heal from toxic relationships and live a life of peace and fulfillment. I am also the author of The Magic of Getting Uncomfortable, a strategy to help you forgive yourself and others while setting boundaries to elevate your confidence. So I'm super excited to be here with you all today. Thank you, Hi. thank you, Miss Keisha. Hey, lady. Yes. My name is Keisha Mason Campbell. I am the author of Not Your Journey to Take and also known as The Freedom Fixer. I teach women that no is a complete sentence, how to set healthy boundaries and put their needs first when it comes to their loved ones. Janae, thank you so much for inviting us and having us at this momentous occasion for your first one. So we're excited to kick it off. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate y'all being, thank y'all for being here, okay? Thank you, thank you. So, ladies, let's get into it, okay? So, y'all know that Sarah Jakes Roberts is my best friend in my head, right? Y'all know this. Love her. Love her, right? And she talked about, during the pandemic, how for her to prioritize herself, she woke up every morning at 5 a.m. to just get the job done. 
And so in that, she lost a lot of weight because she used that time in the morning where it was just about her to for, for focus on her weight loss journey. And so mm-hmm. I connect with authors all the time who talk about how they don't have time. They have to uh, do things with other people. They have time balancing and they haven't been able to get the job done as far as just writing the book. Right. And mm-hmm. so I start to think about like, to me, that's a boundary that you're not keeping to your yourself, right? So let's talk about how you need to develop healthy boundaries within yourself before you even get started on the publishing within the publishing process. I'm gonna let Keisha take y'all call um <laughs> so if you hear me say Keisha that she's mine I can't share but I'm gonna let her start this one off. All right Keisha. <laughs> I'll take it. So one thing, uh, one thing I think everybody needs to learn what it means to put you first, right? We talk about it, we say it, and a lot of people embrace it, but they don't know what it means and they don't actually do it. They say it, but you don't put the work in it to do it. To put yourself first means that in all things, after you pray and talk to God, who's next? You. Because you can't help anybody else if you haven't taken care of you, right? So with that being said, like Sarah Jake Roberts, waking up at five o'clock on purpose, and intentionally putting herself first. And that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of folks don't do. We talk about boundaries. We talk about putting ourselves first. We talk about going into these different directions so we can focus on us and we can make things happen. But we don't because mm-hmm. we allow life to come in and shift and we forget all about us. And you mm-hmm. can't do that. You have to do it on purpose and being intentional about putting you first. And when you do that, you begin to set those boundaries. And with those boundaries, people will see them and they will respect them. And a lot of people are afraid of setting boundaries for fear Mm. of the responses from others. Instead of working on yourself and taking care of yourself, they are fearful fearful of the response of other people. So Mm. setting boundaries is putting you first, making sure that you are the focus. After you talk to God, next is you. Because you can't help somebody being unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shatari, did you have anything to add to that, babe? Because she took... Um, right. <laughs> great day. I want to clutch my pearls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to add to that um, because that was... It's not much I could say uh, because Akisha had it. But what Come I will on. also say that um, I have been reading um, Jen Sincero and she talks about um, time as an illusion because mm-hmm. you ever notice how you lose your keys and then you magically have time to find those keys or you make time for what it is that you want to make time for. And I think that when it comes to setting boundaries, not even think, I know that, let me correct my language. I know that when it comes to setting boundaries, it's not just about um, telling someone how to treat you. It's almost how you are treating yourself in the process because boundaries go, I look at boundaries like it's a standard. You're setting a new standard for yourself. And when you're going into publishing your first book, it's about who you are becoming in the process of that standard. So a lot of us get frustrated so quickly when we don't see things go the way that we want to go rather quickly. For me, for instance, when I first started writing, when you're going through that market research, when you're seeing who you're targeting, when you're going into the writing, sometimes you can hit a block. I don't have time for this. I can't write this. I don't have the words. I'm not qualified. And then they'll, and then you look up, your time is going. 
You're like, yeah. I don't have time anymore. But you have to map out that standard. So from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., that is my time. I don't even take my phone with me because it can get, and what I used to do, and sometimes I still do because you're a human, you wake up, you look at your phone. And some of us checking our bank accounts, make sure ain't nothing come out that won't close. <laughs> um, you know, let's be honest. So if you if you're looking at your phone, you can get so easily wrapped up to what's going on in the land of social media and what's going on there. And the next thing you know, the time is just rolling. You're like, dang, so for five to ten. And another thing that Unkeisha said too, mapping out your time on purpose. Mm-hmm, purposeful mm-hmm. work this is purpose work and you have to understand that people need to hear your message it starts with you because you have to make and create the time you make time for what you want to make time for so yeah. I, my advice to you is to really even if you're working a nine to five which is nothing wrong with that map out your time what can you give an hour before work what can you mm-hmm. give an hour after work where, where can you put you on your list? Because we tend to put it, uh, everybody else and everything else on our list. But what about you? So mm-hmm. that's my advice is to intentionally put you on your list because you are mapping out a new standard. And any other time that you feel discouraged and you feel like this is not working, this is not going the way that I thought it should go. That SOL standard that they see in the school systems, those standard last tests, they weren't built in all in one day. Yeah. You are the creator of that standard. So that's what mm-hmm. I would say to that. Yeah, that's real good, Shatara. I um had a conversation many years ago with a friend of mine, and she said that you need to be the first thing on your to-do list. Absolutely. Right. And when you are, and we're going to have another episode about adding author to your busy plate, but when you are, you know, starting this journey out, you have to make time to become an author. Um, You have to make, and that starts with writing the book. And that's definitely a boundary that you're going to have to set within yourself, right? So often we talk about boundaries with other people, but you have to have a boundary with yourself. And like you were saying, Shatara, about that's a standard, right? And you have to keep that promise, that standard that boundary to yourself so that you can do what's necessary um to get the book done like to just write the book and then that discipline that you have developed that boundary that you have set with yourself is able mm-hmm. to help you transition through the other elements of publishing because writing the book as y'all know is just the beginning <laughs> it's really like such a small like nothing it's such a small element of publishing and that's why like i don't like people or authors to spend so much time on it because it's so much other things we gotta do (laughs) so much other things we have to do so let's now talk about boundaries with developing your voice right now that you have right all that Shatera all that so we now have authors who are ready to say I'm gonna set the boundary I'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m or I'm gonna dedicate this hour to be on purpose like what Ankeisha said right but Uh now you have to stay true to you right you have to um write in a way that's authentic and in doing that you are like developing your voice so how does staying true to one's self integrate itself and developing your voice as a writer i'm gonna let my niece go first on that one because that's hitting right on your topic come on you teach about this every day okay niece. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and Janae, Shatara's getting ready to give you an answer that's so great. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to follow up. Yes, you are. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. We're about to find out. Uh-huh. What you got for Shatara? No, seriously, though, like, how do you maintain or how do you develop your voice while you are going through writing your book? How do you develop your voice while you're going through writing? Um... I am not going, I'm, this answer is probably going to shock <laughs> some people, uh-huh. but you really have to stay grounded in the growth mindset because when you are developing your voice, you have to be open for your voice to change because mm-hmm. like I said, it really goes into the, the standard portion because um, for instance, when I first wrote my book, um, and I talked about forgiveness. My level of forgiveness has heightened since last year of wow. what that truly means. So really operating in your voice is giving yourself permission to be. Mm. Because a lot of times that when you're writing your book, you get so, your voice can get so clouded because you want to people please. Well, if I can't put this in here because somebody going to get offended or if I, I can't say this because here come my family. Like, Ankeisha teaches about boundaries with family all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to understand when you're recognizing your voice and you're really getting in tune with your voice that your voice is going to change. Yeah. Um, when you, a lot of people think that they don't have the confidence to do what we have done and what we have accomplished. But the truth is, is that you will find your confidence in the process that yeah. really and truly what you need to do is get started and mm. use your voice and then your voice will develop. I think sometimes that we want the the path and we want the strategy to everything and first before we get started, but you don't understand that you will find that in the journey, finding the yeah. joy in the journey, what we were talking about. You find your joy in your voice. And when you do your market research, because I don't want to take you too fast, because when you see other people in your industry, that's when typically imposter syndrome can develop and you feel like I'm not qualified to do this. They already have a following. Who am I to give this advice? And then your voice shrinks. But what you don't understand is they may you may teach the same similar topic, but they don't have your story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't get all the way to my next question, Shatera, before I even got there, six. <laughs> you, but you know what, though? Like, this is so good because um, it's important to let yourself evolve. Yes. It's, it's so important. And I feel like um, as much as you are repurposing your story and packaging it in a book, and your story's already written, you have yeah. to let the story write you. Yeah. Exactly. And you still got to continue letting your story be written. That's mm-hmm. why how you find your voice because a lot of people think, I thought it too. Keisha might have thought it. You may have thought it. Okay, this, I'm going to write this one. I just <laughs> talked to you. had a very con- had very transparent conversation with Janae yesterday. I said, yeah, I know what this next book going to be about. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know you have to give yourself permission to be and have and become that person because I what what I want you to understand is that God gave you that voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not limited. All these people that's on the planet, right? Yours is not going to be shrinked down by someone else. 
but first you have to give yourself permission to do the thing even if it doesn't look like and i'm not preaching to y'all i promise but this is on my (laughs) spirit I feel like you have to get out of the mentality of what you wanted your mom, your what, what your mom wanted you to be, which what, what your dad wanted you to be, what your aunties and uncles be. Like you have to get out of that and give yourself permission because God didn't show them that; He showed you that. So mm-hmm. that's what I would say. I hope I didn't uh, get too long. It's fine. So but, um, tell them what they need to hear. Exactly, because you have mm-hmm. to ha- give yourself permission to use that voice and for it to develop in the process. Because who you are in this season, you will not be in the next season. Yeah. Because yeah. in any time that you get stranded by, oh, ain't nobody going to listen. Guess what? Somebody is waiting for you to share that story. Somebody is waiting to receive their breakthrough from you. So by you sitting here getting scared out your mind over the things that you have painted in your head that hasn't even happened yet. Talk about it. It probably won't even happen because we have been raised to think of worst case scenarios all our life. Self-sabotage all day. Mm -hmm. All day long. You you know that you will self-sabotage your breakthrough? You will. And like You you will self-sabotage. When your book is positioned to be able to transform somebody else's life you are approaching it like it's about to kill you yes yes relax just write the book (laughs) and i tell you that my niece was gonna say enough for both of us you said that i I would just add i would just add to it just a little bit but really piggybacking on exactly what shatara said give yourself permission to be you, to be truthful to you, and be truthful to what God has given to you. Because your story may be parallel to somebody else, or almost identical, but no two people can tell the same story the same exact way. Because my voice is way different from somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And as much as I have dealt with, and what my book talk about, Not Your Journey to Take, our journeys could be parallel, but you can't tell it the way I tell it, and I can't tell it the way you tell it. So regardless if if we are in that same... um, place or we have the same type of book we have the same type of clients you know we're going for the same goal it's not identical we can still deal with the same clients same customers and they will get two different things from both of us mm-hmm. and it's not a competition it's it is not, not a competition. competition i'm loving rufus brown and develop in the process right i'm loving you rufus Hi, bro, bro. That's my big brother. Hi, Pootie. He's probably going to get upset. I said that on camera, but that's my Pootie. That's my bro, bro. Um, Yes, Keisha, but you're absolutely right. You're, And that's a really good segue into the next question that I had is because when you become an author, what I share with my authors is there is a high level of entrepreneurship integrated into being an author. And that is regardless if you are a self-published author, a traditional published author, or you are somewhere in the middle with these new hybrid models, there is a level of action that you have to take regarding your book however you decide to publish right and with that there's a lot of research like what Shatara had mentioned earlier research while you're writing research while you're marketing research while you're branding there's a lot of research and it's so 
easy to look at other people and compare what you're doing or if you should do it like that. So how do you maintain the voice, right? So like we went through um, having a boundary with yourself to get it done. We went through having um, enough respect for yourself to develop your voice and give yourself grace with that. But now let's talk about the maintenance of that voice when there's so many other influences that could trigger, like legit trigger imposter syndrome or trigger self-sabotage. How do we maintain the voice? I'm going to let so you think. I'll go first on this one. Right. Look. <laughs> first of all, you have to trust the journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, my faith is very big to me, which most people that I, I you know, deal with, um, their faith is, is very big for them. So keeping that first, right? Mm-hmm. I set my intentions every day to ensure that I get started, you know, get started on a right path. Now, granted, during the course of the day, it's going to deviate, such as life. But I know to come back to that. So when we have written that book and we are trying to put it out there, we're trying to stay the course. Boundaries. Boundaries are so important and so necessary. Why? Because people will violate those boundaries at every turn, at every opportunity. People will violate those boundaries. And sometimes not even on purpose. Sometimes they don't even realize that they have violated your boundary or they see your boundary but think, oh, I can get past that, or I can come talk to you, or I can do this, I can do that. And that's not the case. You have to be comfortable in your skin. You have to Mm -hmm. learn how to love you and put you first. So when people come, you can say, "Mm, no, not today. And I call it ready responses. No, not today. No, not at this moment. Um, Let me get back to you. Let Let me see what I can do, right? And the ready responses gives you a chance to pause. Mm. That way, those persons are not violating your boundaries. So you're not letting them violate your boundaries or letting them come into your space. And you're not ready because you have other things going on. You have other things that are a priority. And I teach everybody, ready responses are important. Ready responses are necessary. And I teach you how to develop your own ready responses because mine may not meet your needs. Yours (laughs) may not meet my needs. But I teach my clients how to create your ready responses so that when you're talking to people and they are overstepping those boundaries, yeah. you can pause. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, well, let, let me get back to you. Let me text you. Let me call you. Let me schedule you. Let me pencil you in. Or oh, wait a minute, I have something else to do, but I'll get back to you. You're not yeah. saying no, because some people aren't comfortable in their no, because I teach you how to do that too. Some people aren't comfortable in their no, so they have to get through a process to get to the no. And sometimes, most times, if not all the time, the ready responses help leap you into that no. It becomes a process of saying no without saying no and putting a pause, Yeah. right? Sometimes when you have that pause between somebody overstepping your boundaries and getting what they want and you fulfilling their need and not fulfilling yours, that pause gives you a chance to take a break. That gives that person, the receiver, yeah, do like this. Wait a minute. You didn't respond immediately. You didn't come back to immediately. So they pause. So it becomes a two-way street and you begin to protect yourself and you continue to maintain your journey. You continue to maintain and sustain that journey and stay on that journey. Ready responses are necessary in all of our lives. And it's not always a no. It's just not right now. 
Yeah. Oh, that's yes, our CEO. Yes. <laughs> hey, OBP team. I love them so much. Like, I love my team so much. Oh. <laughs> but what I will say, Keisha, is that is a response I was not prepared for. Because when you're doing this research and you have these other voices, a lot of times voices in your head and those ready responses could help us to tame not just outsiders but the voices in your head that's trying to prevent you from maintaining who you are in your space as an author and your authority as an author that's good Keisha those ready responses we might have to integrate that OBP y'all taking notes we might need to do that for our authors (laughs) that's good that's so good do you have um, thoughts about how authors can maintain their authority as an author maintaining their voice once they have once developed it absolutely so I want to piggyback off of Ankeisha when she said the power of of, of hitting the pause and mm-hmm. also piggybacking off what you said because she she took this thing and flipped it I really don't have much to give because <laughs> she took she took that thing y'all um but what I would say is that I would actually entertain the voice in your head mm-hmm. Why? Because if you do not entertain the voice in your head and you keep what I have noticed with me and with my clients that I work with, because typically I'm an empath. So for those of you that don't know what an empath is, empath means that you you feel everything. And I'm pretty sure Ankeisha works works with women like that too. Like you feel everything. Like you you optimistic. You want the best for, for folks. I'm going somewhere with this, y'all. But why I said that is because when you're an empath and you feel everything, you would have those those voices, uh, mm-hmm. that voice of fear, that voice of procrastination, doubt. You, you're researching, especially when you're doing your um, research on TikTok, you're doing your research on Instagram, and you're looking at those things. But I say entertain the voice in your head because I don't want you to stuff it so far down that mm-hmm. you are actually holding it. The reason I want you to entertain the voices in your head so you can let it go properly Mm. and how you let it go properly is asking yourself why am i entertaining these thoughts why do i feel unqualified why do i feel this way um coach tanya also says and this is a method that i teach as well is ask yourself why four times that you are doing what you are doing because that way you can get to the root of the behavior and once you get to that root of behavior you will actually find out that that whatever it is that you're entertaining ain't got nothing to do with you hmm not to do with your your beliefs, their grandparents' beliefs. It ain't got nothing to do with you. It ain't got nothing to do with your beliefs. And the reason yeah. that I say that is because when you go research that concept, because there's nothing wrong with, I don't even say competitors. I, I say industry because we're mm-hmm. all working together for a common result. But I right. can have my set and you can have your set of clients and we can work together. There ain't no competition. Because what God has given me, there is no competition. Yeah. I don't have to compete against no one. So another thing is who I want to say is when I tend to look at content and when I read books, because you read books on your industry, just like me and Lakeisha teach both about boundaries, but she Mm -hmm. teaches a whole different group than I teach. But we still teach the same thing. That's why I say it's more completely different. Completely Completely different books. Mm-hmm. Yes. And but what I'm saying is, y'all, when y'all go do this research, the research is not for you to copy and paste. It's right. really the research to see how can I take this and make this math? 
That's a yeah. boundary. So like, right. how can I take this and flip this? What can I add to the conversation? You don't have to do it. This is another, I'm crediting Coach Tanya for this too. You don't have to, you don't have to be the original in everything. You mm. can recreate. I know that a lot of people, we live in society, you, you trying to be like somebody else. No, that's not it. I want to see how you can add your spin because what may be a popular opinion to you may be an unpopular opinion to me, but it's going to get the same result. So what I would say is add your twist. What can right. you bring to the table? How can you take this thing, flip it around and make it your, yours? For you, mm -hmm. for your audience, yeah. for people to relate to. So that's what I would add to that because Ankeisha took that thing and respectfully she had it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I have one last question, ladies, because we do have to okay. wrap up. Both got to go back to work. It's just the lunch and learn. Um, I have one question, right? A big question. Personal experiences through your authorship journey, through the publishing process. Share when you have had when you have had to reevaluate your boundaries. Whoa, you sure we got enough time for that? Not really, but we gonna go ahead and y'all. If y'all got to go back to lunch, catch the replay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you want to go first? You want me to go? Go ahead, my niece. Okay. Um, I had to reinvent my mindset. Um, mm. a lot. I did not realize how limited I was thinking. Wow. In, in yeah. terms, I really didn't know. And I'm not just talking in terms, y'all, of finances, because of course, I would be lying to you if you say that if you become a published author, that you don't want to to be a bestseller author or you don't want to make a certain income. That is perfectly fine and, and, and normal. But mine was more on the on the mindset that was limited of what opportunities this could provide like can I go into speaking do I want to be a coach because those are the avenues that you can go and you don't have to but though do I can I train in a corporation how how can I, I can't do that I'm nobody's but I just wanted to write this book and go on about my business because that was my thought at first but mm -hmm. this is why having a coach is so important yeah. And having a community is so important. A lot yeah. of people think about boundaries in terms of telling people what to do or has sometimes having a boundary is forming a community. Yeah. Because sometimes with getting in this circle, I, I'm, I will tell y'all right now, I would not be the person I am without, especially these two that's sitting on the screen with me because y'all don't know how many times I came to them in private. I don't know about this. Uh, I, mm -mm, I think I want to, I think I don't, mm -mm, I want to do that, but it's yeah. really getting out of that limited beliefs. That's why you have to really intention intentionally, like on Keisha said, set your intentions each, each morning. You got to be intentional about what you consuming on a daily yeah. basis and that's who you're good. consuming it with. Because yeah. if you are one of the people that you grew up with in high school, that's not even thinking about writing, publishing a book, that it's not that because they don't want to, it's because they haven't been exposed to it. But once right. you have been exposed to something and you seeing what's possible, you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's really no not a difference between you and I. So why can't I have this again? So right. that's where you really have to check yourself. 
And another thing, because I'm, I'm going to make this quick because I know that we, you know, this is a lunch and learn. But y'all really want you to be careful what you're telling yourself. Yeah. Be very mindful of what you tell yourself because what you tell yourself, your actions are going to follow right behind what you are telling yourself. So if you are self-sabotaging, them self-sabotaging actions are going to come right off, off of that thought that you had. You yeah. are what you create. You come from a creator. So you were put here to create. Amen. God is not limited. So why are you acting like you're limited? You came from the father. So act like you the child of the father. It's, it, it goes hand in hand. It you does. can't say, say that you believe in God and you have faith the, the size of a mustard seed. And then you going into, I don't know how this going to work. Let me tell you something. You don't have to know the how, the when. You just need to do Amen. Yeah. Believe, believe that you can. Yeah. And for some of the, like, I, I was like, I ain't going to bring God into the conversation, but how can I not bring God into the conversation? Yeah, with, how can I not? Like, because yeah. of who I am as a person, if you're going to sit here and say that you believe in God, I truly believe you don't need to know the how you need to remain open. And mm -hmm. another thing that I would say is really pay attention to what you're consuming. Sometimes you're going to have to unfollow some folks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good right. re a reevaluation of a boundary. Like some yeah. things just don't work no more. Some things from people in this space, in this journey that I'm on, mm -hmm. I can't do the way I used to, and I can't be what I used to be no. with you. No. With you. you with it's you. power in letting go. Like a lot of mm -hmm. us have attachment issues where we're like, I don't want to let go and I don't want to do me. I can't talk about that. It's like you, it's so much power in letting go. But sometimes you yeah. got to get into well, who you following, who you doing it with, the crew you running with, the circle that even going to therapy, like be intentional about being a better version of yourself. I don't right. compete against anybody. I'm competing against the Shatera that I was yesterday. How, how can I be better today? The Imperial, yeah. the Imperial. Yeah. Keisha, I, I know. Man, Keisha. If, what are really quick, what are some boundaries that you had to reevaluate when you went forth as an author? Um, well, the book was telling about my journey. With my journey, I'm not the only one that was impacted, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, fearful of what people would think, fearful of what they would say, fearful of how they would perceive it, not knowing if they would accept it and accept what I said and would that tear into our relationship. That was a problem at first, mm -hmm. but that's my journey. This is my story. This is my situation whom I knew could help other people, but I didn't know how I wanted to help people. I just didn't know how. So like my niece said, we don't need to know the how, when, where. We just need to show up. Yeah. So once I got past worrying about and thinking about how some of those folks were going to feel and what they were going to think, I had, once I got past that, everything else was more of a piece of cake. I just had to get there and get over. Get mm -hmm. there and get over. And with God being first, I don't worry about what people think. I don't worry about what people say. If I can't control it, I let that go. Now, I'm human, so don't get me wrong. I absorb it like, wow, Really? Once I evaluate the fact that I can't control that that person or that situation, I let that go because mm -hmm. I can't hold on to something that's not going to mean me any good. That's not going to help me move forward. And that's not going to help me help other people. 
Yeah, and that's going to stop you on this journey, right? right. So be yeah. very protective, ladies and gentlemen, authors out there. Be very protective of yourselves as yeah. you are going through the beginning, the middle, and the end stages, which there is no end um, to publishing and to authorship. <laughs> be very, just keep it real, there is no end. Um, and so, ladies, I really want to thank you. This was so, so good. And I really wanted to kick off with this topic because when we are talking about authorship, when we're talking about publishing, we don't talk about mindset. And yeah. mindset is the difference maker when you're writing your book, when you're promoting your book, if you publish your book and everything in between. So I really, really thank you ladies for this conversation. And so could you, Keisha, tell the audience where can they follow you? How can they connect with you? How can they maintain touch? Yes, yes, yes. So my name is Keisha Mason Campbell, and all of my handles are at Not Your Journey to Take on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I also have a website, which is www.notyourjourneytotake.com to learn more about me and my book and my coaching program that I offer. Awesome. Thank you, Keisha. Shatera, where can the people check with you, lady? Okay, period. Um, no. <laughs> So um, you can follow me on Instagram at The Boss of Boundaries. You can also follow me on Facebook at Shatara Oliver um, for all my social media platforms, even on Twitter. You can also um, purchase my book at theshataraoliver.com and um, find out more about me, my coaching program, who I work with. And it will be a pleasure speaking with each and every one of you. Absolutely. I love the shameless plug, so I'm going to make it unshameless. Go buy their stuff. Point <laughs> in the period. Go get their books. Go support them in their coaching program because these ladies that you guys have seen are a gift. They are a gift. They are a gift. And they are going to help you become gifts as well. You're already a gift, right? And they will just help you take that to the next level. So go support these ladies. Remember that how you treat people is how people are going to treat you. When you're writing your book, you're going to want somebody to go buy it. Amen. Amen. Go poor people and they will support you get put out what you want to come back to you um right. so definitely go and support these ladies learn and glean from these ladies um and i like to close by giving you guys um words of encouragement so you know the program is called dear authors and so if i can say anything i would say dear authors check your mindset yeah. Check your mindset on a daily basis as you are entering into each phase and each level of authorship to check your mindset authors. You could connect with Open Book Publishing. All of our information is at the bottom. Facebook is OB Publishing. Um, LinkedIn is company dash Open Book Publishing. Our Instagram is OB Publishing. Our website is obpublishing.com. Just search OB Publishing. You will find us. You can connect with me personally um my facebook and linkedin is my name janae brown and my instagram is at miss janae b thank you all for tuning in and all the comments and all the love and support thank you guys who are going to catch the replay this will also be on our youtube page so stay tuned for that as well as you can see it's something that you do not want to miss so good people i hope you have a wonderful day and until next time we will see you next wednesday good people Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.
The Dear Authors Podcast is powered by Open Book Publishing. Stay tuned for a quick commercial for our authors. Pieces of a Woman is a short story collection of womanhood stories. Each volume shares the complexities of womanhood, the voices and the experiences of everyday female powerhouses. From stories of love, gender, sexuality, religion, health and politics, Pieces of a Woman is a platform for her voice. To join the next volume or to grab your copy of Pieces of a Woman, visit www.obpublishing.com POW. You can also grab your copy right on Amazon. Happy reading.